Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is August 20th, 2019. This episode will actually be airing the week of August 30th, and that is when Book Bistro turns a year old. Yay, so that's happy super birthday. amazing. Yes, happy birthday, Book Bistro. It looks quite a bit different than it did when we first started at the end of August 2018, but we are here still, and that is great. Anyway, I'm Shannon, and I am here with quite a few people. We have Min Natalia. Brooke, Kristen, Amber, and Stacy. And I'm hoping I didn't just forget anyone. I didn't. Good. Okay. So we are here to look ahead to the month of September and talk about some of the books that we are most anticipating. But before we do that, I have the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at Book Bistro Podcast. On Facebook, you can join our listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. Um, sometimes we get some really cool links sent through that group. Um, I saw one recently that Natalie sent about the Babysitter's Club that made me really happy. Um, so we would love to have you there. On Twitter, you can tweet directly at us or send us a direct message. And if email is more your speed, you can find us by sending an email to thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So, September books. I'm going to start us off, followed by Amber, Stacy, Min, Brooke, Kristen, and of course, Natalia will finish off the round before we start again. So my, I have to say before we um, dive in here that we had so many duplicate books this month. So apparently this tells me that we all um, like a ton of the same things and we all have very good taste. So hopefully listeners will find a bunch of things that they're super excited about as well. But my first pick tonight is one that Amber also chose. And this is the sequel to Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale. So this is The Testaments. It comes out on September 10th. And I can't tell you a ton about it other than to say that at the end of The Handmaid's Tale, we have a lot of questions. Like you don't really know what happens to Offred, who is the main character in the story. Um, apparently, readers have had a lot of questions for Atwood, and she has finally decided to answer them. So the Testament is set 15 years after the end of The Handmaid's Tale, and is told from the perspectives of three different characters. I don't know who they are. I don't know how they relate to the characters in the previous book. There's just so much that I don't know, and yet I'm really, really excited. I read The Handmaid's Tale a couple of times back, like in the early 2000s. I'm going to need to reread it to prepare for this book. 
but I'm really excited. Again, this is The Testaments, and it's the sequel to The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. Super excited. I actually thought about taking the day off to read it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but Sometimes you have to do that. So the first book that I'm going to talk about is called The Stars and the Blackness Between Them by Ginalda Petrus, and it comes out on September 17th. So this story is about two very different black girls and how they navigate love. So in Trinidad, Audrey has just been told that she is moving to America because she just got caught with her girlfriend and her family does not appreciate that. In Minneapolis, Mabel has been told that a friend of her father's and his daughter from Trinidad are moving in. Mabel has, you know, some mixed up feelings about a night that, or a day that she spent with another girl and she's trying to figure out, you know, what's going on there. Mabel and Audrey meet and they fall in love, but there's a little bit of a twist in that Mabel has been kind of not feeling very well for a while. And in the book, you find out why. And this book is just about, you know, their love and their romance and how it blossoms, even though there are a lot of problems. So I'm very excited about it. It is The Stars and the Blackness Between Them by Junalda Petrus, and it comes out on September 17th. <clears throat> there has been a ton of buzz about this in like yes. YA circles. Um, <clears throat> I'm really excited about it. Yes, I am also super excited. I am excited about the first book I'm going to talk about. It's by an author I don't know, but when you see a title that is The Paris Orphan, and you find out that it's a dual timeline that takes place in World War II, during World War II in occupied France, and then in, uh, in France in 2005. So we have two things I love, hello Paris and hello dual timeline. So this was one that I had to do. So this is The Paris Orphan by Natasha Lester, and it comes out on September 3rd. And this book is about, uh, in, in World War II, a young journalist for, or photographer, I'm sorry, for Vogue is coming to France to uh, capture some images about World War II. And the soldiers make this very challenging for her, except for um, she befriends a, um, a journalist um, named Martha and a, a captain named Dan, who's always helping her in um, dicey situations. But the most important friendship that she forms is with a young orphan girl, Victorine, I think I'm saying her name correctly. And so she works to help this little orphan girl, Victorine, not Annie, to find a family um, back in, in the middle of World War II. And in 2005, a young woman named Darcy goes to an estate in France to, look, to learn more about an artist there. And by learning more about this artist, she learns more about her mother, Victorine. So that's kind of all I know about this book, and I'm probably butchering the names, but I'm really excited about it. It looks like a really good book, and like I said, you know, uh, dual timeline and Paris and France, so I'm really looking forward to uh, trying this author and, and, and reading this book, and it is called The Paris Orphan by Natasha Lester, and it comes out on September 3rd. 
She has like a whole Paris theme. I know. It's like the Paris seamstress, right? That's one of hers? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, have either of you read anything by her or is she new to all of us? No, she's new. Yeah, she's new to me anyway. Yeah. So the first book I'm going to be talking about is Rated by Melissa Gray. And it's coming out on September 3rd. Um, So I'm excited about this book because... I've read Melissa Gray before. Um, she wrote the Girl of Midnight trilogy, um, and I really enjoyed it. It's like young adult fantasy, kind of young adult urban fantasy. Um, and I was really intrigued by the premise of this book. So, rated, it's, you know, I guess, set in a world in this future where we are graded on a rating system so you know the higher your rating system is the more value you have in society and the lower it is um your value plummets and you know it's kind of like a social structure um and the book is based at the maplethorpe academy where students are kind of groomed for to be leaders in this hierarchy and their rating system is public every single day so you know everything every little thing that they do contributes to their rating and it's displayed for everybody to see. So, you know, whether you have value or no value, kind of like the stock market, but for students and human beings. Um, So, you know, some graffiti happened on the school premises and it was really vague about, you know, the lives of six students will be changed forever. Um, But I was just really intrigued by the premise of this book and our rating system um because i feel like in our world right now where we do have rating systems they might not be so apparent but it's there so i always like to read kind of books that are you know that could possibly happen and this is rated by melissa gray and it's coming out on september 3rd so this is a standalone, right? Like it's not part of a a series? Yes, it it looks like it's a standalone. Um and I usually don't like standalone novels, but I do want to try this one. Yeah, I'm excited about this one too. Um I have The Girl at Midnight here, but I haven't read it yet. So the first book I'm going to talk about tonight is this called Strangers She Knows. Keep charade number three by Christina Dodd. I love it. Yes. So this book is about a woman named Kellen Adams and she is former military. This is the third book in the series so you already kind of by this point in the series you already kind of know Kellen's backstory but I'm not going to share too much just in case you want to find out more on your own. Um, from what I 
read in the reviews, it looks like um, Christina does give a bit of a backstory. So you could read this book as a as a standalone. Oh, but, I but think don't. Still... Huh? I said, but don't. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the others still, are so good. Exactly. Because you still miss the like the little intricacies. Like you're not going to get the whole backstory. And I think the backstory really, really helps. So there's three books in this series now, and there's also um, novellas in between each of the books. So in this book, Kellen is recovering at a resort. Um, she has just gotten a bullet removed from her from her brain. Oh, and crap. she's at the resort. <laughs> <laughs> she's at the resort with her husband, Max, and her daughter, Ray. And they learn that this killer is after them. Um, this woman in, from another book, she escaped. <gasps> and oh, she's no. now back. And she's after Kellen and her family. So... Um, Max is rich and his family has a lot of properties. So they take off to one of his family's islands where there's no technology. You can't do use technology. There's like nothing there. So they're hoping that they're going to be able to uh, like escape the killer. And they kind of get there in the back, like a roundabout kind of way. So they think they're safe, but that's not really the case. And that's really all I know. So I'm really, really looking forward to reading this book. I've read all of the novellas as well as both of the books leading up to this. And it's been really good. But one thing I'm really sad to say is this is actually the last book in the series. Yeah. So it's called Strangers She Knows, Cape Charade, number three by Christina Dodd. And it comes out on September 17th. Yeah, I love. I don't read novellas usually because I don't I don't like them normally, but I did love the first like two novels in this series. The I found that the novellas actually helped fill in some of the holes. Oh. So they were a little bit helpful. Okay. So the first book that I am going to talk about is called American Royals. It is by Catherine McGee. And it comes out on September 10th. Um, this is a book about a royal family. Um, like the British royal family. Um, however, they are in the U.S. Um, so it's kind of taking the family aspect of... of um, the British royals, their politics and all of that, um, how the throne is passed from, you know, one from king to queen and child. Um, however, it's, there are some slight different rules. Um, just, just because you were born first does not mean that you are first in line for the throne, um, which I find very interesting. Um, but I have always found the British royal family very, very interesting. I love um, reading about them and watching documentaries on the different uh, historical things going way, way back. And I've always wondered, you know, what would it be like if 
the U.S. had a royal family like England. How would that change our politics? You know, that kind of thing. How would it change the way our country is overall? And so I really look forward to reading this book because I, that's, you know, actually really something I've thought about. And I like that I've found some, an author that has that same thought process, I guess, and, you know, wrote it down and brought it to life. So I'm really excited to see where this book goes and how the author sees the U.S. being ruled by a royal family. That, and I think that's really awesome. And again, this is called American Royals by Catherine McGee, and it comes out on September the 10th. Are you one of those people who wakes up at like three in the morning to watch the royal wedding? No. Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I'm more interested in the family from way back when. Okay. Than I am the current family, like the current people. I. That was just a monstrosity of a wedding. <laughs> so, I'm sure that anybody who knows me well enough knows the first book I'm going to talk about because I talk about them every September and every February. And this is The Next Eve Dallas Mystery by J.D. Robb, also known as Noah Roberts. And it's called Vendetta and Death. I believe, what number is this, 53? I feel like I, I should know. I think it's 49. 49. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because I count the novellas in my head. Oh. Guys, sorry about that. Oh, then I feel like yet, you count novellas and you're somewhere in like It's a, like 60. <laughs> Wow. This is Vendetta and Death. And you might be thinking, wow, a series with 49 books. Don't you get sick of it? The answer is no. Actually, I don't. And most of us don't. They are so good. And what's great about them is that every book can be read by as a standalone if you like because every book has a different mystery although i like reading books in order and i suggest reading these in order because it you know you can see the way the characters grow and the way everybody changes and what really gives me a kick about this series is that it takes place in the 2050s so i'll be when this series starts in 2058 and i'll be 65 in 2058 and wow. that is cool. <laughs> so these books take place in the future. And they are about a detective, a homicide lieutenant. Her name is Eve Dallas. And she investigates cases. And in this particular novel, uh, since they're standalones, I'll tell you about this novel rather than the first one. This is Vendetta and Death. The novel starts off with a dead man. And in a, upon further investigation, we figure out that there is a person calling herself Lady Justice and she went after this man because he has some kind of secret life that she didn't like. And so she is going after wealthy men. They're doing things that she does not agree with and she's crusading. And so Eve is supposed to find who she is, except, you know, these men, they're all married and they all have widows that are kind of not believing that their husbands had secret lives. And because they're wealthy, they're kind of getting in the way of her investigation. So I'm kind of interested in this because it's it's uh, a little bit different from the other books in the sense that the synopsis is not very detailed. So I'm wondering, we don't really know how this Lady Justice is killing people. But yeah, even in 2060, you still get dead. So this is <laughs> Vendetta and Death by J.D. Robb. 
if you have not read this series and you want to start at the beginning, the first book is called Naked in Death. And you have 48 books you can read before September 3rd, which is release day. It's such a big release day. I can't wait. Plus a bunch, yes. plus a bunch of novellas. Yes. Also. Yes, the, this is true. Yes, the third is like such a big release day. I'm very excited. It always is, though. You know, the first know. Tuesday in September always is. I know. So my next pick is another young adult novel. This is The Liars of Mariposa Island by Jennifer Matthew. And this comes out on September 17th. This is the author who wrote Moxie and another one that I think is called Devoted. So they're all kind of like female empowered YA fiction. Um, this one looks a little bit different. It takes place on a small island called Mariposa Island. And it's the story of siblings. And apparently their mother is pretty domineering. Um, neither of the siblings has a really close relationship with her. And they're always looking for ways to kind of get out from under her thumb during the summers. Now for the sister, this happens when the Callaway family comes to the island because she spends her days babysitting their two young children. And her brother is not nearly as fortunate, and so he struggles quite a bit. Um, I don't fully know the circumstances of his story. So we go back and forth between the brother and sister and their difficult home life. And then we are also treated to some bits and pieces from their mother's point of view when she herself was a teenager during the Cuban Revolution. So I am pretty intrigued by this. Um, I like family stories quite a bit. Um, the synopsis alludes to some family secrets that might go a long way toward explaining um, the mother's sort of difficult behavior. So I am pretty excited about it. It once again is The Liars of Mariposa Island by Jennifer Matthew, and it comes out on September 17th. The next book that I am going to talk about is Akin by Emma Donahue. Emma Donahue also wrote Room. Yes. And she, yes. And um, th this also comes out on the, it comes out on the 10th. And Akin is about Noah. Noah is originally from the south of France. And he moves to New York City. And he, he is a chemistry professor. He is about ready to head back to France on a vacation. And he is bringing some artifacts from his mother from the war. And he is going to do some research on things that happened. As, as he is preparing for his trip, he gets a call. And he finds out that his, um, it's, it's a distant relative of his, Michael, who is 10 or 11, basically has no one to take care of him. And can Michael come live with Noah? Mm -hmm. Noah is not very happy about this, but he decides that Michael can go on his vacation with him. As they complain about everything from jet lag to what they're going to do on vacation to everything in between, they actually gain respect for each other and, you know, they form a bond 
as Noah is kind of researching what happened to his mother during the war. So I'm really excited every time an Emma Donahue book comes out. This is a kin by Emma Donahue and it comes out on September 10th. All right. I have loved Jude Devereaux since 1991. So no one will be surprised that I'm excited that uh, she has a new book coming out on September 17th, and that is Met Her Match. So again, it's by Jude Devereaux. And it's a Summerhill novel. It's set in the town of Summerhill, Virginia. And it's about a young woman named Terry Rayburn. And, you know, small towns are a hotbed of gossip. They like juicy gossip the best. And for whatever reason, um, it's been determined in Summerhill that Terry Rayburn has a bit of a reputation. For what, I don't quite know. And Terry just tries to stick to herself and run her resort on the lake. And she doesn't really bring a lot of attention to herself. Well, she goes on a short trip. And when she returns home, there is a really yummy stranger lurking in her home. And she senses that she's being set up for something. Well, the stranger is one Nate Taggart. And I love her Taggart crew. Um, from Colorado. So I'm interested to see um, his connection. But Nate Taggart is staying at this resort and he is very off limits to Terry because he is um, either dating or engaged to something. He's involved with the daughter of the mayor of Summerhill. So high drama would ensue if he was, you know, beginning something with Terry Rayburn. So together they begin kind of, you know, hanging out and, and he helps her on the resort. And he's very surprised by some of the rumors he hears about Terry because they don't really suit, they don't really fit his image of who she is. So, you know, but, you know, gossip runs rampant in small towns. And, you know, this book is just about Nate Taggart and Terry Rayburn and um, what happens with them. And so it looks really good to me because it's Jude Devereaux. It'll be you know, it'll be fun and light and it will have some really great romance and, you know, probably all of her trademark fabulousness. And it comes out on 17th. And again, the book is Met Her Match by Jude Devereaux. I love that the Montgomery's, which don't have much feature here, but like the Montgomery's and the Taggart's like still exist for her. Since like what, 1978 or something? I mean, yes. like forever. Such a long so time. For 40 years, 41 years. And she's been like writing about them in different places, in different periods of time. I just love how she's created these huge families that like make up kind of her, the universe of her books. Yeah. The next book I'm going to be talking about is The Magnolia Sword, A Ballad of Mulan by Sherry Thomas. This is coming out September 10th. And so Sherry Thomas, I've heard her name and I've been meaning to read some of her books, but she is going to be a new author for me when I read this book. But I have always been super obsessed with Mulan, not only because I'm Asian, but because <laughs> um, she's such a badass. Um, and, you know, growing up with kind of like all the Disney princesses and having Mulan who is this great warrior uh, who's not technically a princess um, was really cool so when I saw this 
book was coming out in September. I was like, I have to read this. And it's a retelling of the Ballad of Mulan. So there's this like epic tale about a great female warrior named Mulan from China. And this book is set in 484 AD. So Mulan is a warrior in disguise. She's been training for battles her entire life. Um, there is this duel that her family or like the men in her family does every generation and it's to win back a pair of prized uh, like family heirloom swords that were lost in the past. So Mulan is training for her own duel where because she wants to claim back these precious swords for her family and to avenge her father who was paralyzed in his own duel. Um, but while this is going on, the emperor sent missives to all the families in China telling them that they have to send a man to, to contribute to the army to fight the Roran invasion in the north. So Mulan has a little brother, but he's not old enough and her father is paralyzed. So of course, she's gonna put up her hair and join this army as a man. And you know, she has to hide, but she has great martial arts and she's skilled with a sword. So she's enlisted into this special elite team that is being led by the princeling who is the son of the royal duke and of course a romance ensues and you know they go to meet this invasion in the north but there are secrets that are told that is going to change kind of like how Mulan deals with the war and her identity so it sounds really really good I'm super excited for it and it has really great early reviews already so this is the Magnolia Sword a Ballad of Mulan by Sherry Thomas and it's coming out September 10th so the next book I'm going to talk about tonight is The Lies We Tell The Undertaker's Daughter number two by Deborah Webb. So this book is about a woman named Rowan DuPont. And in the earlier book, you learn that she has come home to take over her family's undertaker business because her father was murdered by one of her acquaintances. Well, I guess he was more of a friend, but so in this book, she is preparing to have a bit of a showdown with the killer. So in the first book, um, you learn about their kind of relationship. And then this new book, it's more of, it's going to be like potentially their showdown. So she's, she is preparing herself for this. Um, he doesn't really know, but she's preparing. And um, she, while this is happening, she's working with one of her friends, Billy B 
Brannigan to get ready for the murder, but also there's some people that are turning up dead and they're not really sure how these deaths relate. They don't know if it's related to the secrets that she's trying to solve. So in the first book, you learn that her twin and her mother, um, they also died. Her, it's suspected that her twin committed suicide, but then her mother also committed suicide. But then there's also questions. So in this second book, we're hopefully going to learn more about these situations and hopefully get some answers. So that's about all I can share. So it's the, the Lies We Tell, The Undertaker's Daughter, number two, by Deborah Webb. Date. Oh, and this book comes out on September 17th. Beautiful. Is the first book, The Secrets We Bury? Yes. Okay. I thought so. And I guess these are kind of more romances, so this is probably about the most romance I'll get. Um, oops, and I just lost my place. Sorry. Okay, Frost and Flame. Uh, Frost and Flame is by, am I saying her last name right? Gina Showalter. Yes. Um, I have never read anything by her before, but I have seen books by her, and this series... Um, looks really good to me this is um gods of war book two um and this is about um bane and nala um bane is an immortal warrior and according to the synopsis he is the greatest fiercest immortal warrior of his in history of course he is um <laughs> they all have to be yeah so um, he wouldn't be just like a like an average you know. no he's not mojo down the street who's good no. with the sword he's <laughs> he's the best um so he also um from what i can tell he's been cursed by um uh, like a a beast he also has this bloodthirsty beast inside of him and his mother was killed and he wants to seek revenge um and avenge her death and then in comes nala nola lee and she unknowingly um is her destiny is to be queen of the beasts and she doesn't know this but Bane, she has some sort of power over Bane, and he is a little unnerved by it. Um, but since she doesn't know her destiny quite yet, she kind of suffers from some issues of her own illness, addiction, um, that kind of thing. And so, he, but she's the only one that can help Bane. Um, avenge his mother's death and so as they have to work together to save the land and avenge his mother they also start to have feelings for one another 
And so they're having to work through um, a lot of different things at one time. And I'm really interested to see where this goes and how it all works out because I want, I'm really interested in what kind of power she holds over him as the future queen of the beasts and what kind of beast he really can be. Um, so I'm really interested to see that. And I really like books that have like a great warrior that is so broken. Um, but yet he meets, you know, he, he meets the right lady. He finds love in unexpected places. And then this woman is strong enough to bring him back and, and kind of put his puzzle pieces back together. And I love books like that where you, they save each other and, and, you know, the, the love is what ultimately reigns supreme. So I'm really interested to see where this goes. And I, of course, I'm going to read book one because like I said, I haven't read anything by Gina Schwalter before, but this series does look really, really good. And once again, this is called Frost and Flame, Gods of War, book two by Gina Showalter. And it comes out on September 17th. So the next book I'm going to talk about is a book I'm so excited about because I am never the person to talk about this author or this series. And it's finally my turn. And <laughs> I'm almost going to squeeze. So, <laughs> so this is the next October Day novel by Seanan McGuire, The Unkindest of tides or the unkindest the unkindest tides? tide the unkindest tide yes these titles are so cool they are they are really cool and this is book 13 in the series and while i was looking at the synopsis of this i realized that she has given us titles for books in the series up to number 18 really and i am so yes isn't that wow. wonderful? That makes me happy. That's wonderful. It makes me so happy. <laughs> now, I can't tell you really about book 13 because I'll be spoiling it. So I'll tell you about book one. So this Rosemary and Rue. Rosemary and Rue. Exactly. It starts off with uh, Rosemary and Rue. And this book is about October Day. She is a changeling. And for those of you who are probably not familiar with, I guess, what do we call it? Folklore? Sort of, a changeling. Yeah. Yes, sometimes people say that a changeling is somebody who was switched for a fairy child, but in this case, a changeling is someone who is part fairy and part human. And she is a part fairy and part human. And of course, like every society, because she is not completely what they think is supposed mm -hmm. to be the alt, uh, she is a little bit discriminated. You know, she's considered a little low on the totem pole in her uh, fairy world. So my last pick tonight is the first in a new series. This is Serpent and Dove. Serpent I like and the Dove. name. I do too. <laughs> Serpent and Dove book one by Shelby and I believe you pronounce her name Mahirin, although I'm not positive about that. And this is a story about a witch in a society where witches are killed. Um, so I don't know if this is kind of based on like history, if this is like if a society is supposed to uh, mirror like historical France and England and America, 
or if this is going to be a completely new world. Um, but she has fled home because she's afraid that people will find out who and what she is and kill her. But while she's running away, her path crosses that of a witch hunter. Only she doesn't know that he's a witch hunter, I'm guessing. And they fall in love. And this doesn't seem to work out well for them, um, at least not at first. And so there are all these obstacles, both magical and cultural, in their paths. And the question, of course, is will they be able to defeat their common enemies in order to, you know, claim their happily ever after? Or does destiny have something else in store for them? I really like books about witches. Um, I tend to prefer like more sort of historical witchcraft as opposed to like, fantasy, but there are some really cool fantasies that feature witches as well. So I'm pretty excited about this one. Again, it's Serpent and Dove. Serpent and Dove, book one by Shelby Mahiran. And it comes out on September 3rd. This is another one that you and I were uh, yes. on. Yes. Yes. Yep. This is The Institute by Stephen King. Oh. And it comes out on September 10th. So Luke Ellis lives in Minneapolis. There's a theme in my books this month, Minneapolis. Yes. And Luke is hanging out in his house, sleeping with his parents. Um, someone and people come into his house, murder his parents and kidnap him. The next time that he wakes up, he is in a room that looks exactly like his room at home, but he cannot get out. He is in a place called the Institute with other children who have special abilities such as telekinesis and the ability to start fires, I believe, Ooh. and other such gifts. And they are in a section called the front half. There is also a section called the back half, but people don't really know what the back half does. But some kid says it's like the Roach Motel. Oh. Something like you can check in, but you can never check out or something like that. Yikes. Yes. So as Luke is, you know, learning about his special abilities, other kids leave and go to the back half. And Luke is a pretty smart kid, and he decides that he does not want to go to the back half. He wants to escape. But no one has ever escaped from the Institute before. Can Luke? This is billed as kind of a cross between Firestarter and It. So oh! that's just creepiness <laughs> personified. Right. And again, that is The Institute by Stephen King, and it comes out on September 10th. And I will be first in line to buy it. Like, I'm so excited for a new Stephen King. You don't even know. This book could either be really good or really bad, I feel like. I don't know. I think it's going to be really good. I, do I mean, too. books about, like, children being, like, held in, like, I mean, because, you know, they're going to break out at the end and, like, overthrow and, like, it's going to be violent and terrifying and. Right. And, and yeah. Stephen King fashion. Like, I just, I, I will, love how he yeah. writes about children. He, th he does do a really good job. Yeah. Yes. You have no idea how surprising it is to me that, like, the romance queen of this podcast 
is really excited about Stephen King. Like I, I can't, I can't make that work in my brain. I mean, I'm really happy that you talked about it, Amber, and I don't hold any animosity towards you, but it's literally the book I'm the most excited about in September. Like, I love when new Stephen King books come out. Yes. And it's like every year I do like this departure from my genre, or every time a new book of his comes out, or like, if I just need to get away from romance for a while and read something totally different, odds are pretty high it's going to be Stephen King. And he's so. about as different as you can get. So before I can tell you what this next book is, I kind of have to set a little scene for you, okay? So just kind of play along with me for a moment. So right now I'm sitting on my three-season porch with every window flung wide. All of the summer bugs are singing and doing all their other sounds in my backyard. And um, I'm in a t-shirt. It's very humid. It's probably about 80 degrees. It is the perfect summer evening. Just the perfect summer evening consist of bugs and humidity no but the bugs are on the outside of the screen and like it's not so humid that i can't sit out here it's like the perfect temperature right now okay. um you can smell the earlier thunderstorm in the air so everything about this evening is like idyllic and now i'm going to talk about a christmas time novel that is being released in september and it just seems so odd to me to put out a book that I so okay There's so the book so is called many Christmas books out in September I like, know I was amazed how many I saw when I was making the list so of course on such a nice summer night I think it feels very appropriate to talk about a book called A Wedding in December by Sarah Morgan so I wouldn't usually talk about a Christmas themed novel that's being released in September but I love her books and I've really enjoyed her last few holiday set novels, so I want to talk about this one. And it comes out on September 24th, right after the advent of fall. So make of that what you will. <laughs> so in this book, we're in, we're in Aspen, Colorado in December, surprisingly enough. And the white, I know. And the White family are there to celebrate the wedding of Rosie and her fiance. Rosie is the youngest daughter. And, you know, the parents are very excited about this and, and they're all about supporting their daughter and this milestone for her. But what the rest of the family does not know is that the parents have been separated for six months and they are on the brink of divorce. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Now we have Katie, who's the oldest daughter, and she is having some reservations for her sister. She's not sure that Rosie's ready to marry. She feels like this wedding is a bit impetuous and impulsive. And so she wants to talk her sister out of this marriage. But every time she attempts to, the best man, Jordan, is getting in the way. So we can see what's going to happen. There'll be like so many snowball fights and hot chocolate and all a bunch of nonsense with them. But then we come to Rosie, whose wedding this is. And all of a sudden, she's kind of wondering if she's being hasty. And if she, despite really, you know, liking her fiance, does she want to go through with this wedding? So the whole family is here together for the event of the season. But the question is, will there be a December wedding after all? No. So again, well, I don't know if there will. <laughs> so this I don't is, either. I was just <laughs> adding drama. Yes. So this is a wedding in December by Sarah Morgan. But it's not coming out in December. It's coming out on September 24th. And I will wait to read this book until the season of snow and 
Christmas like frivolity. Six but. weeks out of the year that you can read like holiday. A stappity wappity nonsense and feel totally like justified in doing so. That's what yes. I do every year. So I think it's going to be fun. I, I Like I said, I've really enjoyed um, her last few holiday themed novels and just her last few books in general. So I have high hopes for this one. The last book I'm going to be talking about is called Bringing Down the Duke, <laughs> League of Extraordinary Women by Evie Dunmore. And this is her first book. This is her debut. And I know so many people are excited for it. Uh, yes. It looks amazing. So this is a historical romance, um, but the year is 1879. So, you know, this is in the middle of the suffragist movement. And Annabelle Archer is a, a brilliant but destitute daughter of a vicar. And she doesn't want a husband. She's fierce. Um, she is offered a scholarship to go to the University of Oxford, which is a really prestigious university. And as a woman, it's the, she's one of the very first to get to go to university. Um, but in return, she has to join the suffragist movement. And her first assignment is to infiltrate the house of the Duke of Montgomery, Sebastian Devereaux. And so Annabelle is, I'm not, it doesn't say what position she gets within his household. Um, it just seems like there's a squad of suffragists <laughs> just <laughs> camped out at his house. And <laughs> Annabelle's job is to get Sebastian on their side to be their champion. Um, and so, you know, I think Sebastian is tasked by the queen to not allow the suffragist movement to kind of build um, and grow. And he has no intention of marrying a commoner because he needs to marry a woman of his equal standing because of some secret holdings of his family that he needs to protect. Um, but you know, the two of them butt heads because they're at the, they're in this house and they both want different things, but um, still there's gonna be a romance in it and it sounds really awesome. Annabelle sounds super badass, super cool, and, um, you know, I usually read romances in, like, the Regency era or Victorian England, so I'm excited to read something a little bit later, and this is Bringing Down the Duke, A League of Extraordinary Women, number one, uh, by Evie Dunmore, and it's coming out September 3rd. So the last book that I'm going to be talking about is The Stranger Inside, and it's by Lisa Unger. Yay! So this book is about a woman named Rain. And back when Rain 
was 12, her and her two friends were abducted. In Rain's case, she got away, but her friend Tessa was never, was, she did not get away. And her friend Hank, he got away after the fact. So there's a lot of guilt that she's feeling. Um, at some point, the abductor was, was arrested, charged, and convicted. And he spent some time in prison. Later on, he gets out, and somebody kills him. Oh. It's kind of like well he was given real justice. <laughs> so we kind of fast forward. I'm not really sure how many years, but now Rain is a stay-at-home mom. She used to be a journalist, and now she's a stay-at-home mom, and she has a great life. And she's really kind of put her past in the past. But she reads about, or at least she hears about, another person who's been killed. And it looks like vigilante justice. And Ooh. she's beginning to wonder, kind of, I think it's kind of probably her journalistic thoughts coming into it all. And she's wondering, like, could it be linked with this abductor that had from, the, from her past? Um, could there be somebody out there that's looking for vigilante justice? And even though she really should kind of mind her own business, she really, she can't. She can't. She can't keep thinking. Of, she can't not think about it. So that's about all that it really gives me. So this is The Stranger Inside. And it is by Lisa Unger. And it comes out on September 17th. And it looks really, really good. Like, really yes, good. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Some of her stuff, I like, when she's good, she's so, so good. Yeah. And when I she's bet, not, um, then she's ridiculous. My third and final book of the day is called The Orchid Throne, Forgotten Empire Book One by Jeff Kennedy. It comes out on September 24th. So if you are going to look up the book by the author, Jeff is spelled with a silent E. Okay, so the Orchid Throne. Leah is, she's the queen of her land. Um, there are different lands. And there's a mainland that has an emperor, and then there's, like, separate little kingdoms, queendoms, whatever you'd like to call them. And she is the queen of her land, and she has been given a magic ring by her father um, that she must use the magic to protect her people and herself from the emperor on the mainland because she is supposed to become his bride and she doesn't want to. Um, <clears throat> as time goes on, she starts to have dreams of a man and she, I guess they're kind of like, they're dreams, but they're kind of more like visions almost. Um, and she gets the sense that he kind of is in the same predicament that she is and wants the same thing she does. He wants to protect his people 
and um, defend his land from the emperor. And so then we meet uh, Khan. He's called Khan. Um, he is the crown prince of his own land, and he has raised an army to fight against the emperor. However, he needs the magic of the ring that Leah has. And so he, um, they eventually come together and have to learn to trust each other. And of course, it wouldn't be right unless they, you know, had feelings for each other and there was some little romance in there. So they have to figure out whether they can work together for what they want um, because they're both banished um, from the mainland, but they are um, prince and queen in their own rights of their land. So they're fighting to to put themselves back where they rightfully belong. Um, so they're learning to trust each other. And if they can trust each other past the point of the, the cause they're fighting for and figure out their feelings for one another and hopefully... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, win back their lands from the emperor. And once again, this is the Orchid Throne, um, Forgotten Empire, book one, by Jeff, with a silent E, Kennedy. And this book comes out on September 24th. I have heard really good things about both Jeff Kennedy's um, fantasy romances and her contemporaries. Um, I'm not a big fan of contemporary romance, so that's probably not where I would start. But I do want to uh, check out some of her fantasy stuff. This looks really good. Like, yes, it, it does. does. So the next book I'm going to talk about is a suspense but I read the synopsis and I find it to be horror, at, at least for me. It, I thought it just, that too it is, when I looked at it. Yeah, it just, it's so real life. It's called Elevator Pitch by Linwood Barkley. And I probably mentioned Linwood Barkley many times before. He's one of my favorite, I guess, suspense authors. One of those I authors that I can books. never know what's happening. Yeah, I, I never know what's happening. Elevator Pitch. Uh, is not about any specific character. It takes place in one of my favorite cities, New York. And basically, these four people are in a skyscraper. I guess they're going to do different things in the building, and they're all in the elevator. They all press a different floor. The elevator goes to the top. It stops, and then it plummets all <gasps> Oh, my God. On a Monday, and then on Tuesday... It happens in another building. And then on Wednesday, it happens in another building. And it is terrorizing the city. Holy. Oh, no. I'm never getting in an elevator again. I was just (laughs) going to say, this makes you, like, want to boycott elevators. I read a review. I read a review from somebody who got an ARC. And they said that that after they finished, they they weren't going to get in an elevator for a long time. Uh Escalators (laughs) and stairs all the way. So we've got... The only thing we know, the synopsis doesn't tell us about any specific characters, but we have two cops and a journalist that are trying to figure out what these elevator catastrophes have to do with a body that was found uh, in one of the shafts, I believe. And oh my God. also, 
the whole city the whole city is just terrified nobody wants to leave their apartment nobody wants to go anywhere because they they think that they're going to be attacked so this is elevator pitch by Linwood Barclay it was supposed to come out in August 19th yes then the release date was switched to September 17th and I am just so so anxious for this book I want to read that book it sounds really really good yeah I actually might have to check that one out it doesn't it's not my typical kind of read but he's a really really good author he I, is. I yes, quite, he really quite, is. Quite enjoyable. Quite amazing. Yes. So that brings us to the end of our September Picks episode. I want to thank the entire Book Bistro crew, um, at least those of you who joined me this month. We are missing Sarah, Mika, and Natalie, but hopefully they will be back for October Picks. Anyway, thanks, as always, goes out to Christine for her fantastic editing. And, of course, we thank all of you who join us each week for discussions of all manner of bookish fabulousness. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment.